Hello and welcome to Saints Online. You're about to hear a message that's part of a series. Check it out and consider joining us in person on Sunday. We pray that as you listen, you'll be equipped for the season of life you find yourself in, that you'll grow in your hunger for God and discover His unmatched love, grace, and plans for your life. Get in touch with us at saints.mind/hello for more details on the program and resources we have to help you discover more of God through our church. Make sure you subscribe to our Saints YouTube and podcast channels so you don't miss any of our weekly content. Enjoy this message from our lead pastor, Joe Burden. Hey guys, well, welcome to Saints Online. online. Saints it's the online? first time we've said that. <laughs> Funny, because if you don't know what we're talking about, last week we changed the name of our church from Hope City to Saints. So if you're wondering where Hope City has gone, we're still here. We've just <laughs> rebranded a new name for a new season yeah. and a new chapter. And so if you don't know about the unfolding of that name, go back and watch last week's or listen to last week's podcast slash video. And that will give you all the information about it. Yeah, but if you haven't been down to church for a while, why don't you come and check us out? We've had some changes. Uh, we've got an exciting new Connections Lounge, especially for people who've never been to our church before. So come and grab a free coffee and some food. Get a chance to meet some of the team. We would love to connect with you, pray with you, whatever we can do to help you out in your relationship with God and in finding community in a church to call home. So why don't you come and check us out down at PJ yep. where Doors, doors open at 10.30 every single Sunday. And we've got a great kids program as well so we'd love to have you down there we will see you there many reasons just there emma to come and join us many and today we've got a treat for you we're going to be unpacking this concept of saints in a bit more detail we actually recorded the message that you're about to hear earlier in the year and it was kind of like a foundation it was the name building and preparing so we're going to play that for you today but first we want to show you a little bit more about why we called our church saints we've got a short video here called called we are saints and it's going to unpack the concept a little bit more so check this out and we hope this blesses you today. Today, from this moment onwards, our church is now called Saints. Saints is really a name, it's an identity that is at the very heart of the gospel. You know, saint means holy person. And we often have this idea in life that we get our holiness or we get our goodness by the way that we live, by our conduct, as if we're climbing a ladder to try and become holy. And, you know, historically, I think that's what the church has seen. That's why we've marked certain men and women as great saints, because of the way that they've lived, because of what they've done for God. Um, But that was actually never the original meaning. When Paul calls the Christians in Ephesus saints, He's trying to explain to them that being a saint is not something that you do. Being a saint is something that's done for you through Christ. We don't become saints through our own effort. We are made saints by Jesus, by what he's done for us. By his blood, we are made holy. And so when we catch this, every time we agree with Paul and we say that, yeah, we're saints, we're proclaiming the wonder of the gospel that we did not deserve this. We did not earn this place in the family of God, but we have been made saints by Jesus, by a great savior. We've been made saints through what he has done for us. I think it's so powerful the name saints as well cuts against a very common culture 
over here that, um, you know, maybe we, we elevate a person, um, whether it's in popular culture outside the church or even in the church, we can elevate, you know, maybe our leaders or the pastor as if only their prayers are going to work. Uh, only if they pray for the sick person and lay hands on them, then, then they'll be healed. Or if they explain the gospel, then people will come to Christ. But as a church leadership, our job is actually to equip the saints that they might go out. And so it's this powerful picture of, it's not like one man on a stage, it's every person, every saint at every table, in every room, in every conversation, in every sphere that they find themselves, bringing the gospel to life for people. And so um, it's the saints' prayers over just one man's prayers. It's the saints' um, acts of kindness. It's the saints' words. It's the, it's the saints' faith activated that will see change and transformation come. It will see people encounter the gospel of Christ, not just on a Sunday, but every day, because every saint is out there being who God has called them and made them to be through his blood. And so this is a really powerful picture. Imagine what could happen. Um, but I think it's just, it's so awesome for us to just recognize every saint versus one man or one person. Let's stop elevating them as if they've hit some target. Let's recognize the moment that we ask God to be the Lord of our life is the moment that by His blood, we become a saint. And so let's live out as saints in this world every day at every moment. Imagine if all of us caught that identity. We are saints. Yeah. We, are, we are God's saints on the earth. And as we start to live empowered, and go sent out from the church into the world, imagine the acceleration that that could bring for the kingdom of God in the city around us. I think the new name change is great. It's great for the new season. And also, I think it's something that we've been trying to embody over the few past few years, but never had quite the word. What I like about it is it's not just a place, but it's a, it's a people. It's who we are, it's our identity, where we say we are saints. It's fresh, I think it's vibrant. I think it's uh, it's got an element of curiosity. Uh, I think for me, I found it very interesting. And at the same time, I felt so uh, really like holy. It's very scary to call yourself a saint because it's like very holy. But then uh, after hearing what Pastor Joel said, it's not about us, it's about how God named us. The word saint is not for people who are excellent, people who are holy, or people who are righteous, but people who are common or people who are normal like us also can receive the title saint. It's who we're called, but also who we're called to be. So it's also very futuristic, not just the present, but also the, the potential of who we can be and who we're called to be. I'm very excited about the new season. I think I had a very different perspective about what Saints was previously. So now knowing that this anybody that believes in Jesus can be a saint is such an amazing thing. So my perspective has definitely changed and I'm so happy that I am considered a saint in Christ. I think Saints really um, represents the church, represents Christianity. Um, it's the foundation of our faith. Yeah. And uh, I can't think of a better name and I think yeah. it is a you know, it's, it's divinely inspired. I'm really excited for a new season, a new chapter, as Joel and M keep saying, a new volume in this story. Um, I think it's awesome. Hello, Joel and Emma. Hi, Joel and Emma. Hello to all the saints. Hey, saints. Saints, congratulations. We love you guys. We are so proud 
of you over the last nine years establishing an unbelievable church in the great city of Kuala Lumpur. It's not just a name change, there's going to be a change in the level of anointing that is upon you Amen. and the level of influence that you're going to have. Yes. It is a new season for you and your church. I personally believe that, again, the word change, the name change is exactly that, that you'll be impacting the lives of people and converting them from people who have lost their way into saints, those who have found Christ. A saint, of course, is someone that is set apart for God's purpose. And my prayer for you today is that you would deepen your convictions and believe that the powers of darkness has been defeated in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You guys, are, you've been busy, you've been active, building the kingdom of God, your team and yourselves have been working so hard. Um, but I just really sense that there is like a stillness and a peace and an ease over this next season where God is going to do so much more than you can imagine. Yeah, we're praying just for an absolute fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit on you guys and, uh, and for a fresh influx of new people. Pray for salvations, baptisms, just to pour out of this. And so, hey, congratulations. It's an amazing time. It's amazing. Name changes are godly. God changes people's names throughout scripture and it leads to something incredible. And we believe this next chapter for you as saints has so much blessing and favor all over it. We are cheering you yes. on. We are so proud of you and we're praying God's very best over you in Jesus' name. We love you. Bye. Bye. We're really excited for you and we're standing with you as you step into this new season. This is going to be a great day as we launch into the future and I'm so blessed to be part of it. God bless you guys, we're cheering you on. Uh, keep being amazing, keep being faithful. Uh, we love you guys. Congratulations Joel and Emma and the team in KL. We love you all and we know that this is going to be the next step on your journey of, of changing and taking KL and the region for Jesus. Congratulations and have an incredible day of celebration with your new name, Saints. Amazing. And God bless you and hope to see you real soon. Bye now. So we want to invite you into this story with us. I mean, this is a new book that God is writing and there's plenty of blank pages for us to write the story of God in our generation. Yeah, Ephesians 4 tells us that the role of overseers is to equip the saints for works of service. And that is our heart, to equip you, to strengthen you and to prepare you to live a life for Jesus. Yeah, I really do believe that this is going to be a, a new season, a fresh start for our church. We're going to see so many of us equipped and sent out, strengthened in our identity and just carrying the gifting of God into the world around us and seeing His kingdom come. Imagine all of us built up in our faith and knowledge of who God is and what He can be to the millions who call Klang Valley home and beyond that too. So the story's not over. There's plenty more of this story to be written. We want to invite you into it as we start this new season as Saints.
Well, hey everyone, so good to have you with us today, joining us online, podcast or video. So awesome to have you. My name is Joel and I'm the lead pastor here along with my wife, Emma, in the beautiful city of KL. We just got back from sabbatical for three months. We were away and spending some time refreshing. And after eight years of uh, building the church here and doing ministry here, had some time of refreshing. God's been so good to us. I feel energized, ready for everything that's coming up and been spending some really great time with the team this last two weeks, just sitting down over meals and chatting and dreaming about what the future could be. And uh, I just know in my heart that the team here, the people here at Hope City are some of the finest people on the planet and God is gonna do amazing things through us. Already in our, in our services at the weekend, we're just experiencing the presence of God in a beautiful, beautiful way. And so if you haven't managed to make it back anytime soon to the building, please get yourself to church. Something awesome is happening here and um, I want you to be part of it. I don't want you to miss out on anything that God is doing. So we'd love to see you real soon, that would be awesome. And we're on this lead up now to Easter. So I'm gonna be preaching uh, over the next couple of weeks from the book of Ephesians. Never done a series on this before. It was the first book of the Bible that I really read when I gave my life to Jesus. And it, and it helped to just encapsulate what being a Christian really was for me. And some of these words have stuck with me. They're like lingering in my mind and in my heart. And I just thought on this lead up to Easter, what better way than to dive into the gospel of Jesus Christ and to teach you about what it means to be in him. Let me read you like a chunk from the first chapter of Ephesians. And as I'm doing this, I want you just to notice how the writer, the apostle Paul uses this phrase in him. You know, as Christians, we are in Christ. That's where all of our blessing comes from. We are, we're inside him. We're gonna be unpacking that over the next few weeks. But listen to this, note down every time he says it. Ephesians chapter one, verses one says this, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ, there it is again, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ. It's just magnificent. According to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he's blessed us in the beloved and in him we have redemption through his blood. We have the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things together in him, things in heaven and things on earth. So that's it, that's our lead up to Easter. We're gonna be unpacking this together. I want to just focus on the three words that Paul opens up with after his greeting. He says these words, he says, to the saints, to the saints. It's not just a random greeting, not just a pleasantry, like in England we'd say, you know, to whom it may be concerned. Not the Apostle Paul. These three words are deliberate to the saints. He's trying to communicate something. 
He's trying to open up this whole letter about the gospel by telling us something to the saints. I wonder what you think about when you think of a saint. Who comes into mind when you think about a saint? Maybe you think of um, you know, a great person of history, saint like a Mother Teresa, or you think of a Gandhi, or some other reference from your culture that is someone high above, someone saintly, someone holy and set apart. Maybe you think of the great saints of the Bible. You think of the apostle Paul. You think of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Usually when we think of a saint, we think of someone who is far beyond the rest of humanity, like high above. They've lived a rare life of absolute holiness and purity, a lifetime of perfect living. And probably the last person you would ever think of if I said think of a saint, probably the last person you'd think of is you. Yet here's the amazing thing. When Paul writes this here to the Ephesians, he uses this title to the saints. He's not writing to an exclusive group of bishops. He's not writing to the elders of the church or even the leaders. This is a circular letter that would have been passed from city to city. And Paul wouldn't have even known who this letter was going to be read to. What he did know is that the audience of this letter was believers, people who were in Christ. They might have been a Christian for 10 days or 10 years, but they were believers. And so when Paul uses the phrase here, to the saints, what he's really communicating here is this is the most simple, common title description that can be given to every believer that they are saints in Christ. All people, every person in Christ is a saint. And that might be really hard for you to believe. Like if I was to say you're a saint, there might be a bit of pushback. No, 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 not me. Don't you know what I've done? Don't you know what's going on in my life right now? No, no. Someone else might be a saint, but not me. And I think this this inability to really grasp that identity as a saint, it comes from misunderstanding the gospel, misunderstanding what Christianity really is. If I was to ask a lot of people, are you a Christian? A common answer you'd hear back is, I'm trying to be. I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best to live for Jesus. I'm trying to turn up for church. I'm so sorry, I've been bad, but I'm trying. I'm trying to live for Jesus. And this whole concept of trying is popular because in our culture, we don't get anything except by our own effort. We have to try to succeed. We have to try harder for the end of year reports. We have to try and push past for that goal or this status. And our effort in life is the thing that gets us stuff. And so we bring that into Christianity too. We say, well, I'm trying my best to be a Christian. I'm gonna try and do everything it takes. But this actually shows that we haven't understood Christianity because when we say we're trying, what we're really saying is that our standing with God is down to us. The problem with that is even our very best trying is not good enough. Even our best efforts to live a life that would be pleasing to God still falls far short. You know, the the Olympic um, uh, record right now for long jumping is is point nine five meters i read that and i thought wow this guy's pretty good 8.95 meters imagine being able to jump long jump 8.95 meters if me and him were stood next to each other i've got kind of short little stumpy legs and uh, i could jump a meter and then this guy jumps 8.95 meters i'd feel so insecure i'd feel like this guy is way ahead of me my living is so far paling in comparison But if we suddenly made the jump that we had to make, the Grand Canyon, it doesn't matter how great that long jumper is. There is no way he can scale such a chasm. 
The thing about Christianity is, is our sin, our chasm before God is like that Grand Canyon. It doesn't matter how much you try, how expert you are, how well you live, it still falls so short in comparison to God's standards. Isaiah says that even our righteousness is like filthy rags. No matter how hard we try to be pleasing to God, how hard we try, the debt was just too great. Our nature is just too fallen. There's no way that us, with our nature, our anti-God nature, could ever live up to the holiness of God. And I'm sorry to bring you bad news. I'm, no, I'm fresh back from sabbatical, maybe this is why. But the bad news today is no matter how hard you try, you cannot be pleasing to God in your own strength. Doesn't matter if you pray every day. Doesn't matter if you try really hard to get over all of that sin and all that condemnation. Sorry to bring you bad news, but no one can remove that guilt. The judgment is on us. The wrath of God is towards us because of our sin nature. We rebelled against God. We turned against God. We have a life that is away from God, rebelling against God, and all of that is only going to bring the punishment, the wrath of God towards us. This is where the beauty of the gospel comes in. Thank God. He is not just a God of holiness and justice. He, at the same time, is a God of love and mercy. He's a God of justice, which means he needs to bring justice to wrongdoing, just like we all agree. But he's also a God of love and mercy. And he sent the Savior. He sent his own son, Jesus Christ, to give unto us, to come down to the lowest place, to assume the likeness of our flesh. He took our nature on himself. The very wrath of God is now against Jesus. All of the condemnation we deserved, he put on him. All of the shame and guilt and wrongdoing, he put on himself. And then he died the death that you and me deserved. Here's the beautiful thing, that when he took our nature on him, he gave his nature to us. He swapped it. He exchanged it. And this is wonderful. This is really hard to comprehend without the revelation of the Holy Spirit. But he stepped into the clothing of the sinner so that we could step into his clothing of the saint. Listen to how 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 puts it. He said, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the phrase I want you to pick up from Ephesians. In him, in Christ. It's like you're stepping into his clothing. The New Testament tells us to clothe ourselves in Christ. It's like stepping into an identity that is beyond you. I'm no longer just Joel in Adam, in the flesh. I'm actually in Christ. And I have a righteousness that comes from God that I can step into and I can wear and I can clothe myself with. In Christ, born again uh, by his spirit, regenerated, given new life. The old nature, which was the one of wrath and condemnation, has been crucified with Christ. And now in him, I can become the righteousness of God. I'm dead to my sin and I'm alive to God. And the only reason we are Christians is because of this. It's because we're in Christ. It's not because we attend church. It's not because our mom and dad told us about religion when we're younger. It's not because we have knowledge of the Bible. The only definition of a Christian is that we are in Christ. And so now you're right standing with God is not about your trying. In fact, it can never be about your trying. And no matter how hard you tried, it wouldn't be right. Your right standing with God is far beyond that. It's, it's about something different. Let me tell you what it's about. It's not about trying. It's about your trusting. 
you are trusting that what Jesus did for you on the cross is enough. You are trusting that his blood is enough to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You are trusting that if God says you're forgiven, that you're saintly, that you are a new creation, you'll actually believe it. Even if you don't feel it, even if it's too wonderful to comprehend me, I can't be a saint. No, I'm trusting Jesus that his sacrifice and his death was enough to purchase right standing with God for me. And I've got to come to a place and you've got to come to a place where we trust that more than we trust ourselves. I've got to trust Jesus' word about me more than I trust my opinion about me. And, and some of you got to hear this today. Your Christianity is not filled with confidence because on the outside, maybe everything looks good, but on the inside, you're deeply insecure. You know that you've wronged God. You know that there's stuff still going on in your world and you haven't quite figured all that out yet. You know, there's this disparity between the outside and the inside. Inside, you feel broken and fractured and flawed and you don't really want to lift that up and maybe you're hiding away from God. When people say, and open up to God, pray to God, you don't want to do it because you're just afraid of bringing all of that mess and all of that stuff before God. And sometimes we even punish ourselves. You ever done this? Just feel like I'm going to hold the punishment against myself. I'm going to try and atone for all the stuff I've done wrong. I'm going to put the punishment on me. I'm going to condemn myself. This is not the gospel. You don't need to put the punishment on you because someone already took it. You don't need to put the condemnation on you because Christ already took the condemnation on your behalf. You didn't need to atone for your sin because Christ already atoned for your sin on the cross. God's pleasure with you is not based on what you do, it's based on what Christ has already done. And this is actually about humbling ourselves. I think we think sometimes that, you know, we're humble if we bow down low and say we're sinners and kind of crouch down before God and everyone else says, lift your hands and praise. Oh, I can't, I'm just such a sinner. You're almost condemning yourself. That's not humility. You know what? That's actually pride. Because what you're saying is my opinion of me and my opinion of my sin is higher than God's opinion of me and God's opinion of my sin. We don't want to be doing that. If we want to receive it, we've got to finally admit there is no way that I can make myself right with God. I need Jesus. I need his help. I need to stop trying in my own strength and I need to start trusting in Jesus' blood for me. I need to start agreeing with God's opinion over me. And what's God's opinion now of where your sin is? Where does God say your sin is? He says in Psalm 103, the psalmist expresses this. He says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sin from us. Wow, as far as east is from the west, your sin is nowhere to be seen in the sight of God when you are in Christ. You are forgiven, you are set free, you're redeemed, and he's removed your sin away from you, and you now belong to Jesus. You are no longer a sinner in Christ. You are a saint. You're a saint in Jesus Christ. That's what Paul says, to the saints. This is why people, some people seem so confident. You know, they lift their hands in worship. They cry out to God. And, you know, we say, thank Jesus. And they're clapping away. That's not arrogance. It's not pride. It's actually humility. Because they're choosing to believe what God says about them rather than what they think about themselves. They're choosing to believe that they're forgiven, set free, redeemed, set free from all of the bondage of sin. They've accepted freely 
what God has done for them. And this is how we can approach God boldly. Hebrews says, let us approach God's uh, throne of grace boldly. Let us do it with confidence and courage. Let us approach Him. How can we do that? It's only when we start to agree with God's opinion about us, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, that we are not sinners no longer, we are saints. We're clothed in white. We're standing spotless before the Lamb, not because of anything we've done, not because of our effort and our trying, but because of our trusting in the blood of Jesus, which is able to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We're gonna to start to believe what Jesus says. Listen, if He says you are forgiven in Christ, you better believe it. And you better start to believe it. And you better start to declare it. I am forgiven. I'm not going to hold condemnation against myself when He has said, I am forgiven. If He says that you're set free, you better believe it. Come on, your, your sin has been crucified with Christ. You're still going to feel the effects, but the main thing has been crucified. You might still feel it wriggling around in your life, but it's been crucified. The power of sin has been broken over you. You can live as a new creation. If you start to agree with Jesus' opinion of you, you'll start to say, I am a saint in Christ. I'm wearing robes of righteousness. He's rescued me. What a gracious God to rescue me from being a slave and bring me in as a son and as a saint before Jesus Christ. We can start wearing Christ's righteousness and stop trying in our own strength to wear the blood of Jesus. I just feel like this is what we need to do today is just change the clothes, put Christ on, just start to walk in the new life that Christ has given us. Stop bringing it all up all over again. And you know, the big thing here is just that sense of justification is gonna eventually lead to sanctification. Being made right in God's eyes is gonna eventually being led, led to transforming and being walked in God's power and God's spirit. You know, um, sometimes the clothes don't fit us, feel odd on us because inside we're sinful and broken and got all this stuff going on but on the outside we're in the clothing of the saints before God slowly over time as we just start to accept what Jesus has done for us ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to transform us and we read his word and we meet with the saints you'll find that you actually start to transform and that bit by bit that clothing looks more suitable and what's on the inside the nature has changed you actually start behaving differently and you start to live up to this beautiful calling, you know, live up to the life worthy of the calling that you've received. And we start putting on the spirit of Jesus. Come on, let's just pray together today. Let's not try any longer to be saints. Let's try no longer to be Christians. This is not about trying. This is about faith, trust in Jesus Christ. I'm accepted, I'm set free and I'm beloved. Look, if you need this today, let me pray a prayer over you. Maybe you can bow your head. You can close your eyes to make a moment for you. And Jesus, I want to pray for my friends here today listening to this. I want to pray for everyone who's been just weighed down by the condemnation, weighed down by the guilt. I want you to help them realize now by the power of your Holy Spirit that it's, it's not through anything they could do that makes themselves right with God. You can't love them any more or less based on what they've done. They're right standing with you today comes through Jesus Christ. It comes through the blood of Jesus, which cleanses them from all unrighteousness. I pray you'd help them believe what you've already done. I pray you'd help them to step in to what you've already done. 
I pray that the condemnation that feel against themselves, they would drop it in faith and they would trust that they have been made right by the blood of Jesus Christ. I pray today that they'd put their whole faith in you, that they would look to you and they would have confidence to approach you, not because of what they've done, but because of what Jesus has done on their behalf. I pray blessing over every person listening to this today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you guys. Come down to church real soon. Can't wait to catch up with you. If you enjoyed this message, check out more on our Saints YouTube and podcast channels. For those who want to know more about Jesus, find a Christian community to be part of, or you're exploring faith, why not join us this coming Sunday for our 11 a.m. service? We are a growing vibrant church in the heart of Petaling Jaya in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. With an interactive kids program for 2 to 12s, facilities for parents with under 2s, and freshly brewed coffee available from 30 minutes before each service, we are confident you will live encouraged. Find out more on our website, saints.mind, or follow us on Instagram and Facebook now. We can't wait to host you.